welcome to Teaching Without Losing It. I was listening to another podcast recently that uh, brought up politics and the host was speaking with the guest and they were talking about the political climate, particularly in the last few years. And uh, his comment was, thoughts aren't facts. So when you find yourself in a political argument with somebody on the internet, um, people often will spout their thoughts as though they're fact um, and fully believe that, um, you know, pe- people who don't fact check, they don't, they don't want to know <laughs> the facts, you know, so they very much will, um, say the things they want to say and fully believe that whether they know if it's true or not. And it got me to thinking about, um, you know, thoughts aren't facts with regard to the stories that we tell ourselves about our students. Um, I was in a meeting, uh, a virtual meeting with some colleagues and one of my colleagues made the comment that she wanted to learn more about how to teach our students who are now quote, more like customers than students, unquote. And uh, first of all, I didn't agree with it. Um, cause that's just not my experience in the least. Um, and secondly, I thought, you know, that's a story she's telling herself that is somehow giving her something she needs. You know, and I got to thinking about all the stories I had told myself in the past about my students, such as, you know, they want everything handed to them on a plate. Um, they don't want to do any work. Uh, they don't have any ambition. Um, they're entitled, they're lazy. I mean, you name it, you know, I think all of us in teaching have told ourselves stories about our students. And in the end, um, we're telling ourselves a story to make ourselves feel better. Um, and more than likely we're telling ourselves that story to take the burden off of us to change what we're doing, um, to meet the needs of the students totally human thing to do. You know, we do the same thing with our spouses. We tell ourselves a story about our spouse and, you know, shocker, uh, then we see everything they're doing that falls into that storyline. Um, or it's our kids or it's our immediate family or whatever. So humans are very, very good at, you know, weaving a story that suits them in order to, uh, make themselves feel better. The problem is, is when you're doing that in your job, then you risk very much burning out on the job that you trained for years to do. Um, I, I always find it shocking when somebody is in, you know, their student teaching experience and they decide, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do this. Um, they've spent three, three and a half years prepping for this. And then they decide this isn't for me. And, um, I think there is, um, a, a, a large chunk of obviously your, your, your expectation versus your reality, you know, it comes to a, <laughs> you know, a massive crashing, um, wave right in front of you. Um, 
and even those of us who have gotten through that and, and did become teachers, um, I think we experience a little bit of that all the time. It's when expectation doesn't meet reality. But I guess what I'm trying to get to the heart of is, is us telling us, telling ourselves these stories, um, doing us any good or is it just dragging us further down into the mental muck of, um, trying to manage our life in this career? So I know at a given point, uh, when I stopped telling myself a story about these students and I started, as I mentioned in my last episode, and I started really doing research on students in poverty, um, teaching students from low income situations. I really, really began to understand the mindset that comes from poverty and particularly the mindset that comes from generational poverty. And all of a sudden I was looking at all of my students with a whole new lens and, and realizing, Hey, you know, I grew up middle class. I never thought this way. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm judging them based on my own upbringing, my own socioeconomic class, uh, my own town that I lived in, my own set of parents and family that I had. And the truth of the matter is, is very few of them grew up in a similar setting. Um, so when I stopped telling myself the story and just started to figure out what was going on, all of a sudden I felt like I had the keys to the kingdom and I was really able to figure out how to approach them in a way that was going to work for them and therefore work for me. And that's exactly what has happened since. Um, so I would urge you if you're in a school where you're sort of pretty frequently frustrated with your kids for whatever reason, you know, it could be you teach high income students and you deal with heli helicopter parents who are doing everything they can to make sure that kid gets into blah, blah, blah college, you know, or maybe you like me teach in a low income school and you assign homework and no one does it or you know, three kids out of, you know, 20, you'll do it. Um, I would urge you to take a look at some research on, um, several things for one socioeconomic class, a great book I can rec recommend is called a framework for understanding poverty. And that's by Ruby Payne. And, um, she hits all the socioeconomic classes in there. Uh, another thing you can do is do some research on the brain, on the teenage brain. And you will see very clearly that we oftentimes assume that they can do things with their brains that are very much an adult level brain activity, which means past the age of 26, that they cannot do as teenagers. To boot, we have kids with trauma. We have kids with ADHD, with autism, with fetal alcohol syndrome. I mean, we've got so many kids in so many situations and we really can't just make a blanket statement about all of them. So I would urge you to do, do a little research, you know, take a class. That's what I did. I took classes on teaching students in poverty. Uh, you know, I was able to get um, my hours for my recertification that way, but I found it very enlightening. So, um, you know, I would, I would also urge you if, um, you know, to join some Facebook, uh, teacher groups, talk to them about it. 
talk to other teachers and say, Hey, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't know how to get these kids to do homework. Um, here's my population. If you're in a similar population, why don't you, can you tell me maybe what you've done that worked? Try that. So that's what I would urge you to do. You know, don't invent a story that's only going to make your own life way, way worse and keep you mired down in negativity. You know, investigate, learn, try to figure out some new strategies, and I guarantee it can't get any worse. Seriously. So thank you so much for listening.